This is a rebellion, isn't it? I rebel. She didn't have to do this to impress me. No Jedi. And here we go. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. I'm gonna kill you. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. That's not how the Force works. A very small man can cast a very large shadow. This <laughs> does put a smile on my face. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. Most impressive. You are on the Sith list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 105 of the Sith list. I'm your host, Raj Dolachahi, and my co pilot for this evening's rebellious episode. Oh, oh, did you get that? Mm. The young, the restless, the bearded one, Carlos Borguel. The man you do not want to be sitting in back of in a movie theater for two reasons. One, because he makes a lot of fucking noise. And two, because his shoulders are so goddamn big, you won't see the screen. Less is... Not that guy. Gonzalez. <laughs> the man we call El Hombre. The man with the golden locks that we all love. El Hombre. Eric... Is... Adequate. Struthers. <laughs> Struthers. <laughs> Didn't even sound like he believed that. This week, we are so excited because we're welcoming back two awesome individuals who have been on the podcast separately, but tonight we have them together for the first time. They're two of the coolest, hippest, and the nicest girls in the galaxy from the wonderful Making Star Wars Podcast Network's Rebel Girl. We have Amanda and Jess how are you guys doing? Hey, we're good. Hey. <laughs> you guys sound fantastic. <laughs> I think you're being very generous with the nicest. Thank you. Well, I know, right? Well, you're the, I don't you've feel been, like I'm very nice. You've been nothing but nice to me, so I'm just giving it my personal, you know, both of you guys. So how are you guys doing? We're good. <laughs> very well. <laughs> I never know who's going to talk for you. I know. <laughs> That's okay. You guys, can, uh, you guys can talk over each other and over me. That's not, not a problem. We really appreciate you guys coming on. This is going to be a great podcast. We're very excited about it. And other people are excited about it because everybody's very pumped up on the Twitterverse about you guys being on. You guys are kind of like our sisters in this Making Star Wars podcast network. We this are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Let me give out the shit. That means nobody better mess with them or we have to beat people up if they mess with us. Yeah, sisters. that's how it works. Yep. We're like all their right, big dude. brothers. You heard that, people. Don't mess with them yeah. at all. But they can take um, care of themselves. Yeah, I know. What am I, saying? <laughs> I mean, Let, yeah. 
It's fine. <laughs> this podcast this is going guy, to a rip we got start. This guys, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> you stand back and watch what we can do. <laughs> how are you doing, Boo? I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys? I'm good. Les, you doing all right? When I drove up to my house, I saw Les crashed out. And he was sleeping with his mouth open in his car, so I didn't wake him up. So he was, wow, man. he had just a good nap. Bringing out the best of me, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah, just want to throw that out there. Yeah, so you're fresh and ready to go. You can't claim that you're tired. Oh, yeah. Mr. Struthers, how you doing? Man, I'm great. I have a great update that I think everybody is going to be relieved over. Because okay. I'm sure everybody's been sweating it the whole time. Ron Swanson lives. He survived, lost a week, and my wayward hamster, I found him and ripped open a wall to get him out like a lumberjack badass. I'm Ron Swanson. That is badass. How did you do that? Like, how did you rip him with the wall, first of all? And how did you know he was there? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Fuck. (laughs) We, We put out some, we made some live traps for him out of buckets and you... Basically, you suspend something with some peanut butter over an open bucket with a towel in the bottom, blah, 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 blah. Well, we were getting ready to give up hope. I had just talked to the kids about, you know, guys, we're not going to be able to keep this up forever, blah, blah, blah. As a matter of fact, it was one day after you and I last spoke of it. Well, anyhow, as soon as we get done talking about it, we went downstairs to check the one that was in the basement and something had been in it and escaped. (laughs) It's like that little furry bastard. Smart. So anyway to cut to the chase i put like a legit live animal trap down there and came back and checked it twice nothing and i was so fed up i'm like he's got to be here somewhere and i noticed a little tiny hole in this wall board in the basement and once i figured out where he was i just cut the wall open up above him so he couldn't get away while i was in there going after him and man i tell you what he was he was ready to be caught, the poor guy. Aww. Aww. Yeah, he was definitely a little light. He's doing well. The oh, kids good. were so stoked, man. Oh, that's, that's the first bad. thing I did was call the babysitter and said, I found Ron Swanson, put Stella on the phone, but don't tell her. So, Aww. yeah, it was that's pretty nice. cool. Very cool, man. I'm glad. Happy ending. Reminds me of when my dad made me choose which of my pet calves to slaughter with my own hands for my sixth birthday. I couldn't choose, so I slaughtered both of them. And they were delicious. Yeah, exactly. Did the did the babysitter know that the hamster's name was Ron Swanson, or did (laughs) you just say I found Ron Swanson? That she's like, okay. (laughs) She thought you were smoking weed. Yeah, she's like, great. That would have been better. Yeah, that would have been better. You're tripping on shrooms again. She's like, uh huh, sure. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm glad, buddy. That's great news. Great news. Thanks, thanks, man. So, uh, Amanda and Jess, you want to talk a little bit about Rebel Girl, or a lot about Rebel Girl? It's fine with me. uh, To the people that maybe haven't heard your podcast, which obviously like 99.9 have on our podcast, just in case they haven't. What are some cool things coming up? I know you guys are close to your 100th. I think you're two away, correct? Oh my God, are we? (laughs) Yeah. Well, we tried to... uh, So this is our normal recording day um, and we would put out a new episode this week. So we tried to record something before we uh, met up with you guys to record this right now. And we were just going to do like a mini thing, but then we ended up ranting so much that it became like a full episode. So yeah, nice. I think now we're essentially two away, but in this week we'll uh, release episode 99. Very cool. And you guys have a Patreon because I became a member of the Patreon today. I just want to let you know that. I noticed that. Yeah. Thank you. I was you. like, I'm a member of of the MSW network, most of them. So I was like, what am I, stupid? So I signed up for you guys. So that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. We really appreciate that. Yeah. yeah we have a Patreon and um, actually... 
one of our uh, most exciting pieces of content is going to come out this week as well, which is a commentary for The Phantom Menace, which we did with our good friend Tashi, uh, Dr. Tashi Station HD, Ah, (laughs) which is really, really good. Oh, cool. I can't wait for that. That's great. I didn't do the Patreon. They didn't make me do the Patreon for them to come on the show. I just want to throw that out there. (laughs) <laughs> so they, were, they were already planning on coming to the show before. They're, yeah, they, they, they're, just, they're not Pappas. Yeah, 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 they're not Mike Pappas. Yeah. We yeah. told him to say that though. Yeah, so. yeah. she did. She did. <laughs> so <laughs> let me give out let me give out the shenanigans out real quick. We are proud members of the Making Star Wars Podcast Network. Podcast like now this is podcasting. Rogue One, a Star Wars podcast for winners. Blue Harvest, Steel Wars, Rebel Girl, First Order Transmission, Idiots Array, Tarkin's Top Shelf, Podcast Two One Eight Seven. The Cargo Hold, Finger with Randy and Jason. Check them out, including Rebel Girl. You guys will not be disappointed. Trust me. They're all great podcasts. So check them out. You can catch us on Twitter, at the Sith List Boo. At the Sith List Boo. Les. At Lesmore78. Mr. Struthers. At Eric Struthers. And Amanda, give him your your Twitter handle right now. Might as well. (laughs) I'm at Real Amanda Ward. (laughs) And Jess, go ahead. I'm at Space Jess with four S's. Four S's. You can't go wrong. Instagram. Is that, the counting, is that counting the S at the front? Or no, so? it's not. Actually, it's not. That's so five, actually, S's. five S's. Five S's. Oh, yeah. no. You got to clarify. You do. I need to rebrand my, my statement. <laughs> now I'm imagining people like putting like two S's in the front and two in the back or like three in the front and one in the back. Yeah, they're just going like, to mess with it. Yeah, following just a bunch of random people named Space Jess. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, uh, we have, we have a hotline by the way, 707-65-GEEK1. That's 707-654-3351. Send us some messages, leave some iTunes reviews and do all that stuff. We really really appreciate it. And I think that's the shenanigan for episode 105. So let's get into it. You girls ready to get into it? Yes, sure. They've been ready for like an hour. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's talk a little box office before we talk our Star Wars talk. Mission Impossible 6 kicked ass with $35 million this week. Christopher Robin, $24 million with our friend Ewan McGregor. The Spy Who Dumped Me, $12 million. That's the Mila Kunitz film. So Mission Impossible 6 still was doing really, really well, and the reviews are just getting, getting better and better. We saw it. We talked about it last week. We loved it. Tom Cruise is crazy, but he makes movies that make money, and this last one was actually really, really good. Here's a crazy thing. Disney's and Marvel's Black Panther joined Star Wars, The Force Awakens, and Avatar as the third film ever to top $700 million at the domestic box office. Good for you, Black Panther. And I can't believe Black it, Panther's still in the fucking yeah, theaters. Yeah, I was about to say. Really? Is it yeah. out on? Is it out on Blu-ray already and digital? Yeah. Yeah, I think still so. out in theaters, still making money. Yeah, for a while. Freaking Avatar! Every time I see Avatar on there, I was like, I just feel like, come on, really, seven hundred sixty million? <laughs> Jiminy crickets! All right, I think it's time. There was some Star Wars chit chat. <laughs> I think we should get into it, Mr. Struthers. You want to guide us through this galaxy of the wars? I know that we have news about Carrie Fisher and more footage. We have we didn't get to talk about that last week, which is some great stuff. First of all, where did you pick up the the, the Carrie Fisher news? That was on Cinema Blend, and that was ABC News Clayton Sandal that revealed. That. Oh, nice! Because I'd seen some conflicting reports and didn't know if it was true or not. Mm-hmm. And, but, and, uh, and and Clayton Sandal talked to Todd Fisher about it, and he has a quote. Then go. Okay. Well, JJ <laughs> Abrams actually has more work than we actually thought he did 
mean more footage than we actually thought he did. So ABC News' Clayton Sandal revealed that not only does J.J. Abrams have the Force Awakens footage, but he does have some footage from Last Jedi that was not released and not on the, on the Blu-ray or the digital that we've seen, the extra footage. So this is what Mr. Clayton Sandoval said. I talked to Todd Fisher today about all of this, and he has been talking with J.J. Abrams about it. I asked him because the press release said that they were using unused footage from The Force Awakens, and I asked about The Last Jedi, and he told me that they are also using unused footage from The Last Jedi. And I said, well, how many minutes do they have? And he said, I can't tell you that. So that was the quote. <laughs> so Todd Fisher did release, then it's not only The Force Awakens, but The Last Jedi as well. The question I have is, I know they're not going to do CGI on Carrie, obviously, but that doesn't mean they're not going to do CGI on her background or atmosphere, anything that's around her, right? They never said that. So That's true. So they can place her pretty much anywhere they want. That's true. And a lot can be done through editing as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot, yeah. And by the way, I listened to an episode of Rebel Girl, and I think you guys were talking about this. Yes, yeah, you know, actually, so in um, the one we just recorded, we were talking about how um, ILM X Labs has that like now in monitor effects where they can basically make somebody um, who's being filmed look like whatever they want. And I wonder, too, if they could use that for this footage that we have from two different films that Carrie was in and like actually be able to blend them by giving her the same costume or giving her the same, like you said, background or something like that would be interesting. That would be amazing. That'd be really cool. I am, we talked about it last week, how we're so glad they're not going with the CGI route. And we're so glad that they decided to use footage and not just say in the crawl, you know, Princess Leia passed away or start the movie off in a funeral or, or whatnot. So this, oh, yeah. is, this is fantastic. Yeah. This is really, really cool. We really want there to be footage of her and Adam Driver together somehow, some way. That would be very cool. And hmm. I, w- I wonder right now, just saying that out loud, is it if they can place Adam actors next to her and interacting with her? Huh. I'm sure. Well, yeah, possibly, but they can definitely do close ups. Like if they have um close ups of her, they can just splice that in with whoever else that she may be talking to and then use body doubles to do different angles and stuff too, probably. Yeah. All right. So there's your Carrie Fisher news. That now, is pretty sweet news, undoubtedly. It is, right? That means they have a lot of stuff. So that means that, yeah. this, this, that she can be in the, a lot of the film, actually. Which like, yeah, not only just for this film, too, but it means that, that Princess Leia doesn't have to die. So we could have more Leia coming after this film in books and comics and games and whatever. That is true. That's true. She yeah. doesn't have to die. Ah, I didn't even think about and, that. And that's something, too, man, that we sort of missed saying the last time we talked about this is the news that it's the end of the Skywalker saga doesn't mean that all the Skywalkers will be dead. That's people keep throwing yeah. that around. Like that's just a given. It just means there's no more movies about it. Yeah. That's, they're not the same thing, you know? Yeah. Very true. Obviously with Luke coming back as a force ghost, what's your guys' opinion on how many force ghosts we'll see at the end of this film? <laughs> if yeah. everyone came back, I would be happy, but they'll probably just stick to Luke and maybe one other Yoda. Yoda will be back. Yeah. I don't know, though, because he doesn't... Yoda doesn't have a relationship with Rey like he did with Luke. So I don't I don't feel like Yoda would fit into Rey's story. That's a good point. Yeah, I think if you put into context the previous um, Force Ghost appearances, it's always 
uh, the master appearing to their apprentice or someone appearing to um, the student that needs guidance. Even I would say at the end of Return of the Jedi, when Yoda and Obi-Wan appear, they're kind of not there for Luke. They're kind of there for Anakin, in my opinion. I think in general, they're also there to sort of like make Luke feel really good about what just happened. But like, right. It would make the most sense just for Luke to appear to Rey or for someone like Anakin to appear to Kylo. Oh, to Kylo. Yeah, that's a good one. That's the one I'm hoping for. Yeah, that would be very cool. That would be very good. And that would be Hayden Christensen, obviously. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, my God, I just got goosies. Did I just say say goosies? I said goosies. Yeah, you did. I'm going to have to edit that out. Yeah. But what do you think about this? I I think we will see, I think the amount of uh, Force Ghosts, I think will be a lot shorter than, or a lot less than what you think, because like you guys are saying that they have no real correspondence or real connection to right. anybody that's left right now. So, and plus I think seeing them at the end, you know, an, an assortment of them at the end, I think would be a bit cliche and a bit unnecessary, mm-hmm. kind of like a cop out of like, look, look, look at the connection. So I, I, I don't think that'll happen. I think Luke will be a force ghost. It'd be interesting to see if there's a, you know, like a force ghost for a, to, you know, a force ghost appearing to an evil person, you know, to, for, yeah, for Kylo, a lot of people, that would be interesting. A lot of people wanted that actually. Yeah. Force Awakens. So I, I'd, I don't, I don't know how they would exactly work that in. Maybe he's trying to help him or to tell him something or, or something like that, but yeah. So I, I, I think we'll get a couple, but I don't think we'll get a lot. No. All right. There's some Clone Wars news out there. I don't know if you heard it's coming back. What? <laughs> yeah, what? You should, you should ask but Corey. but yeah. Dave Filoni spoke with Cinema Blend once again. He actually sat down with them during Comic Con, and they asked him how will Clone Wars change? How will Rebels? How will Clone Wars change because of Rebels and because of what they've done to some of the characters? And this is what Mr. Filoni said. He said, you know, that's the interesting thing. When you do these shows and different time periods and cross characters over, but you are laying out a lot of their stories. So now, to be quite honest, no one's asked me this. It's interesting because Clone Wars affects Rebels, and that's progressive. But now I have to look, and it is in reverse, and I have to look at all things I did with Ahsoka and Rex and say, well, now these things happen. So how does that affect what they were like in Clone Wars? So I have to do this other time of engineering, which I didn't have to do before because Ahsoka and Clone Wars always forward moving, and so is Rex. Their futures were undetermined. But now you know something about them, so there's totally different. Hopefully, I can figure it all out. So what Rebels has done is completely going to change what Clone Wars, the new episodes, are going to be about. Not totally what the, the storyline is going to be about, but what the character, Ahsoka and Rex, actually, their endgame is. Because we, well, no, we all know they're, their they're actual art. Yeah. And how they flow through this thing. So the story obviously will flow the same way, but what they actually have to do and go through will totally change. To me. Wow, that sucks. I know, that does suck. So, <laughs> yeah. what, so what that means is this uh, the idea of bringing it back hasn't been around for a long time because mm-hmm. he would have obviously <laughs> changed things around during Rebels and maybe not even brought Ahsoka back. Yeah, but... Yeah. Yeah. How it's also just proof that he be? just does whatever he wants. That's right. Exactly. 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 <laughs> that's yeah. That's yeah. yeah that's exactly right. Say. Also, like, uh, isn't most of the Star Wars movies going back in time and retelling events that have already happened? Like, I feel like that should be part of his repertoire now. Anyway, if he want, if he's going to continue, <laughs> to it. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like we went back for the prequels. Rogue One is going back. Solo essentially going back to. Um. So yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> That's true. But but how bad can it actually be? Like, 
Yeah, well, will you mean will it change their, their story arc completely? No, yeah. it probably won't, but it's going to change something. I mean, hey, there's to fill in a massive gap, basically, is what they're saying, right? There's Because of how Clone Wars ended and then Rebels. Well, Clone Wars really never ended. That's what I'm saying. So how they left it off is what I meant. Yeah. And then Rebels springs up, and it's like, you have to fill that in. So I strongly disagree, because it's going to have almost no effect on it, and here's why. The yeah. Clone Wars ended... There's right. all this blank time, and then Ahsoka showed up in Rebels. The only thing that they mentioned in Rebels was how they fake Rex's or Rex's death and hers, her own. That's it. The end. They're going to do the exact same thing. They're going to move the timeline forward in Clone Wars and end it again. And there's still going to be this space before Rebels. It's 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 non news. Yeah. I think it, he might yeah. be he might be referring more to like where the characters are at, like emotionally or, you know, not necessarily like plot or story wise, um, just because obviously Ahsoka ends up in a place where she wants to be part of the rebellion and essentially continue like fighting for good. And even though she was like kind of pushed out of the Jedi Order and same with Rex, like he was pretty, you know, betrayed by the, the very structure the the institutions that gave him life (laughs) and he still ends up you know coming back to the fight so i think maybe he's referring more to that type of stuff rather than like chronologically what happens to these characters there you go there you go that's probably right well yeah i'm totally excited i mean i'm not as excited as Corey is but i'm totally (laughs) pumped up about this this is going to be great i they can't well they can screw it up but i mean this is a win-win i think and and is it true that it's only going to be a 13 episode or whatnot or 16 or whatever they said it's going to be and that's it? Or are they going to keep going? I think it's 12. 12 yeah, they episodes. only ordered 12. Yeah. Okay. And they left it up in the air if they're going to do it after that. Mm-hmm. They probably now, I... have specific arcs that they have planned out and have already started working on that equals 12 episodes. Okay. There's always a possibility that could be more, but I, I don't know. Okay. It's tricky. It is, yeah, it is tricky especially with all the live stuff coming up. And we're going to talk about that in a second. But before we talk about that, last week we talked about the cast and all the great actors that are going to be involved in this thing. And one of the great actors, who we don't know who's going to really be yet, is Richard E. Grant. And if you were on the internet this last week, you saw how amazingly pumped up this guy was about being in a Star Wars film. And we want to play how excited he was, just in case you didn't listen to it. So my agent calls me and says, you know that thing that you self-taped for a couple of months ago? Generic scene. Uh, the director of this film, J.J. Abrams, would like you to come to Pinewood Studios for a meeting. To which I go and emerge an hour later, prostrate myself in front of Nina Gold, the casting director who's got me in there in the first place. And J.J. has said to me during this meeting, so, do you want the part? Okay. <laughs> he's good cool about this. He's so nice. By the way, if you, you can't see him, obviously, but he's very good. That's so cute. Yeah, he was so <laughs> excited, so happy. And this is exactly what Star Wars fans love to see, especially from actors that are so excited about being in a film. It was his face. He was just, he could explode of happiness when, you, when you're looking at him. He's going to be amazing. Do you think, do you girls think that he's playing someone, obviously the rumors are out, all kinds of crazy ass rumors. Do you think he's playing someone brand new or do you think he's going to be someone that we know already? There's rumors already? 
instantly mm-hmm. when when he came out, they like put him in Thrawn color. Eric, didn't you say? <laughs> didn't you yeah, say that was there was kidding. like a blue light or something on him on a picture? It, it, yeah, if you go to his IMDb page, there's actually a picture of him from something else where there's blue light shining on his face. And so if the, if in that blurb he had said, so J.J. Abrams asked me to go, and then I would have been like, crap, it's Thrawn, yeah. you know, but since he didn't talk like a complete monotone butthole, I'm really hoping it's not that. He would have made a better Thrawn, though. He would have. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, who he wouldn't would've. have, though, but... <laughs> I mean, I, I, sh- I shouldn't say that. If that's how they want the character to be, the guy who d- did the lines did a great job. If that's what they're looking for, then A plus. But I, I, I don't know. It didn't. I it wouldn't want to see a whole bunch of it on the. It big didn't screen. encompass Thrawn to you. Correct. Correct. Gotcha. There had been like three Thrawn episodes. It would have been fine, but there was like forty-seven, so it was too much. There's a whole lot of Thrawn. You're right. Yeah. There was a whole lot of Thrawn. So Richard E. Grant, we don't know who you're going to be. Somebody else sent me a picture through Twitter that imposed, superimposed his face into Obi-Wan's face, and it looked like a dead ringer to Obi-Wan. And somebody said maybe he's going to be the Force Ghost of Obi-Wan. But you guys kind of shut that rumor down with your great take on how Force Ghost of Obi-Wan's probably not going to be in this thing. So <laughs> there's that. Now, for the big news, Eric, you want to talk about this? Our friend Jason Ward? Sure, man. From- <laughs> <laughs> that guy named Jason? So, our friend and yours. One Mr. Jason Ward. He let a rumor out. Let me let me rephrase that. That the John Favreau live action film will be about the Mandalorians. And I, I don't know about you, but they are one of the coolest looking character sets in all of Star Wars. So I think that's pretty rad, man. And no, in case you aren't sure, Boba Fett and Jango Fett were not considered to be Mandalorian canonically, not firmly anyway. But hey, man, the you have a lot of helmets that look like that running around. That's right. We did actually look it up um, when we were recording about this thing, and it can, canonically, Jango is still from Concord Dawn, which is in the Mandalore system. Ooh. So I don't know what they consider, you know, clearly they consider different things Mandalorian, but that's... According to Wikipedia, please don't be wrong, Wikipedia. Because <laughs> all I like, really don't. What do you girls think about this having it to do with Mandalore and the restoration of Mandalore? You guys excited about it? Oh, yeah, we're super excited. There's just so many, like, politically, there's so many places the story could go. And just we were kind of talking about how their story in the Clone Wars is a little strange just because they're this warrior race that was basically turned into pacifists. And then some of them probably welcomed the empire, like restoring that militancy. Right. And um, just kind of seeing the fallout for them, because this is supposed to take place post return of the Jedi, this, um, this live action series. So it'll be, it'll be cool too, just to see like, like different types of Mandalorians. Like Amanda was saying, like Jango Fett is from like the Mandalore system and there's like other planets and moons associated with that. So just kind of what that means as well. It can be explored more deeply in a in a television series and it can in a film form. It's going to be so cool. It's going to be rad. And I know he kind of like teased. I remember watching the red carpet. Some people were actually on the red carpet. That's on this podcast during, during, oh, oh. yeah. Oh, uh, me watching like, the red carpet on my couch with my dog, not being on the red carpet. John Favreau came on. And what was funny was he kept hinting 
about Mandalore and Mandalorians. And he had a Mandalorian pin, if I'm not mistaken. And he kept like looking at the crowd and he goes, hey, check out that Mandalorian. Oh, great outfit guy. Like he was constantly egging the host on about it. Obviously, we didn't put two and two together until Mr. Jason Ward, that great man that he is from that great network that he's on. Who? No. That, that one guy. Eddie Helms. <laughs> the guy behind the guy. Oh, look at that. Full circle right there. John Fambro was the guy behind that guy in Swingers. I want you to remember this face here, okay? This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. I just did a full circle. Oh, my God. I just, I just, did, it. I just did it in my head. I think that's that two just beers blew in. my mind. Yeah, that's two beers <laughs> in. Two beers in. Two wait beers wait in. till we get to four. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm on two. Uh, Lesson Boo, what do you think about this? Are you excited that it's about Mandalore and the rise of Mandalore? Here? By the way, Les is writing notes feverishly. I don't know what you're writing about, but I think it's about something we're going to talk about later. Yes. Yeah, he's very, it's very astute of you. Oh, That's what I'm trying to be. Yeah, okay. We're going to skip you on this one. Yeah, Boo, please. what do you think? I think this would be very cool. I think it's a great opportunity to go into somewhere else that we're not very sure of. I think it would be a good opportunity to actually bolster their, you know, their reputation and stuff like that. Plus, I'm looking forward to a lot of, a lot of awesome action. And a lot of awesome costumes. I think once we see this and, you know, what is the, the cosplay that comes out of it, I think it'll be great. I think people are really pumped about that. And I, and I just think it'll be, you know, like, uh, like we were saying, the, the, the amount of stories that we can go into and how much depth we can put into it as a TV show, I think we'll, we'll be fully, uh, was it f- fully utilized with the Mandalores. So I think that'll be very cool. So I, I, yeah, no, I'm, I'm pumped. I would just, uh, and plus the, the budget for it sounds pretty fucking awesome. 10 million per episode. Goddamn. Is that right? Oh, yeah. wow. I didn't read that. Really? Yeah. yeah. 10 million per Holy episode, moly. Yeah. Free so holies. it should, the, the quality that, uh, the, not that it ever should have been. 10 in, million. That's yeah. crazy talk. Yeah. Is quality. it going to be two episodes? <laughs> <laughs> It'll be seven. Like what Game of Thrones. the F? That's yeah. crazy. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, so the quality of the, of the, uh, of the show, which was never in question, but now it's just been like, Oh shit! This right. is this, this is gonna be fucking. This is gonna look great. It's gonna be great, and the characters in it, I'm sure, are gonna be amazing. Yeah. So, so I'm. This is probably one of the smartest choices they could have made. Mm. So, yeah, yeah no, I'm very, very cool. excited. Shredders, you're on board with this as well, right? Absolutely, man. Because here's the thing: like with Mandalorians, the imagery of them, people instantly recognize it's Star Wars, even if they're not into Star Wars. And it's so funny because on now this is podcasting when Sal said something that I had been thinking and thought, oh my God, I'm an idiot for thinking it. I was just so glad that he said it. So I knew it wasn't just me was that if you got to build a bunch of armor, Mandalorian armor is much cheaper because it's a lot of cloth. And so you're not casting every single piece of the person's body that it's a bunch of cloth with some, with some armor plates stuck on it. And so they'll be able to do some really intricate stuff and still have it conform to what we know. Yeah, great point. I really hope with the costumes that they show us like the amped up, like cool version of what it's supposed to be. Because if you remember, Boba Fett's armor is pretty janky and it's like wearing like yeah. knee pads and stuff. It's not really cool. <laughs> so I want this armor to be really, really cool. Is that why they call well, him j- janky Fett? <laughs> That's the cheapest joke. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, that was great. I'm sorry. That was great. One thing that I think is cool, too, is that, like, they have a uniform look, but all of the colors are different. So it'll be, it's very individual. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite favorite cosplay outfits is that white Mandalorian gear. Oh, it looks prototype. so badass. Yeah, the prototype one is awesome. I don't know. It's just, they had them at, when we went to Celebration Anaheim, there was a bunch of white Mandalorian, mm-hmm. like, cosplays. They look so cool. 
It was awesome. So I hope there's a white one in there. Kind of look like Storm Shadow. Oh, that's right. From from G.I. Joe? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Now you're in it, huh? We're talking G.I. Joe. You just got excited. <laughs> perked up. He's like, for G.I. Joe? Look, yeah. I said I'm just going to sit back and let the ladies run the show. Yeah, you did. I'm you did say that on Twitter. That. All right. Well, I think, is that all the Star Wars news that we have for this week, Mr. Struthers? Dude, it's all I have. You're doing better than me. I'm glad there was something. <laughs> Let's get into our random schmeals. That could be anything other than comic book stuff, kind of like The Equalizer Part 2. I got to see The Equalizer 2, and I'll do a little quick review. It was pretty badass. Not as great as the first one, but it's Denzel, and Denzel going out there and just beating ass and doing his thing and acting like a champ because he's one of our greatest actors of our generation. So go see it, people. It's worth the summer action flick popcorn movie kind of ticket. There's a question I want to pose to our guests. Who is your favorite? I'll start with you, Amanda. Who's your favorite aging action actor? Oh, this, wow. This has become a genre now in film. So, okay. So Denzel, so I didn't see The Equalizer. So Denzel does like straight up like full action movies oh, now. Like Denzel has taken what no, Liam Neeson did. All of them he, do it. Oh, he is all, just. All the greats have done it. So Badass. It's the old man action yeah. of their career. So yeah, Denzel yeah. is entering into that now. So he's had quite a few. The Equalizer is his like most in depth action stuff he's, where he's doing he's some a badass crazy stuff. Hmm, interesting. I'm gonna have to check it out because I I've liked some of Denzel's previous action work, but it's always very like he doesn't do crazy stunts and stuff like uh, Man on Fire, for instance. It's very like more suspenseful than like just straight action. It's not like a, De- a Bruce Willis action movie. So like right. I almost prefer like a Tom Cruise or Bruce Willis action. Mm-hmm. Like, um, yeah, you're right. Even, more... even, even in the equalizer, he doesn't like jump and he doesn't run and sprint, but he does just grab people and beat the shit out of them in like <laughs> crazy Taekwondo moves. But, uh, huh. yeah, you're right. He doesn't do the whole, like he's not burning, burning calories doing it. That's for sure. Nah. I, okay. Uh, I think uh magnificent seven was probably the most active. Oh, people saw that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I saw it. I it was it. terrible. I saw it in the theater. Oh, it was awful. It was really bad. It was yeah. really bad. Don't kill my yeah. hero. Chris, uh, Chris oh, Pat was really cheese balling it. And yeah. He, like, always looked at the screen really weird. It was just, it wasn't good. Yeah. He was Star Lord in it in the West. It's oh, a great Clash God. song, though. I can tell you that. Mag 7? Yeah. Yeah. It's one of my favorite Clash songs. Okay. So, Jess, who is your, oh, wait, did you, you answer the question, Amanda, <laughs> or did you not? I kind of didn't, and I was hoping that you wouldn't no. notice that. Yeah, I um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess, uh, yeah, I guess I'll go with Tom Cruise. Yeah, I know he's a nutball, but he does good action movies. Sure does, and he's getting up there in age. Mm-hmm. All right, he's guys. in his fifties, right? Yeah, he's in his. I think he's like fifty-two or something. I thought he's fifty-five. Is he fifty-five? Oh my god! Yeah, there we go, dude. If the I, senior discount. My god, oh. <laughs> that is crazy. If I look like that, oh, uh, hey, that's no. offensive to my people. Okay, <laughs> so just stop oh, it. You're not. Hey, I'll be forty in September, man. Relax. Jess, your turn. Who is your favorite aging action actor? Jackie Chan, Ooh, for sure. Nice. Um, oh, Jackie the, Chan. Have you seen The Foreigner? No, I think I it came out I, last year. I heard year. that it's amazing, actually. It is. He's like in his 60s, and he's like kicking ass still. Um, he also reminds me, he gives me like the Asian dad feels, especially in that film, because there's like, <laughs> he reminds me of my dad a lot. Aww, like they look very cool. similar too. So he always holds a, a special place in my heart. So oh, that's cool. Kevin Costner was in a film that I saw on a plane. And it was so good. What was it called? It was called Three Days to Kill. Three Days to Kill. It was hmm. really, really good. I thought it was going to be dog shit. It Wait was... a minute. That was dog shit. Three Days to Kill was no, great. No, 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 no. 
I'm yeah, looking at Wait, wait. You, you didn't like Three Days to Kill? Of I, all I, people? Because you love... I thought the action was good. Yeah, no, I I thought the action was good, but I thought the story was stupid. Oh, I liked it. It was a father-daughter thing. Oh, God. Looking at the poster, it definitely looks cheeseball. Oh, I'm telling you, I thought it was going to be horrible, but um, it was good. Kevin, I mean, Kevin Costner pulled it off, is what I'm trying to say. Um, And I will say this much. His catalog of old man action is actually pretty solid, too. He has a movie called Selfless with him and Ryan Reynolds. Oh, I haven't seen that one. And uh, yeah, just check that out, too. Okay, so we got, so far we got Tom Cruise, we got Jackie Chan. I'm going to throw this to Mr. Struthers. Schwarzenegger. Nice. What are you talking about? Schwarzenegger, he's, he's still acting? He hasn't even made any movies, has he? Oh, come fuck. on now. I love you, Eric. I really do. We're not jumping on you. All right, well, you can have your Schwarzenegger. I think. <laughs> well, whatever, man. It's, you asked for my opinion, I gave it to you. Actually, <laughs> Eric, right. you're right, because he was in a movie, like a, like he was a sheriff, and he kicked some ass that, in that one. Yeah, that movie, that movie was cheeseball as fuck, but that was great. That movie was ridiculous, oh, wait. but it was awesome. It, and he has Escape Plan too coming out. And he did Escape Plan. That was yeah, we saw okay. that one. Is is he in the second one? I don't know. But who cares? We're I not talking so. about Escape Plan Shit. on this podcast. I, I can tell you that. <laughs> Boo, how about you? Unless real quick, I I, I have to double down with Struthers, the Schwarzenegger. Oh all day. God, okay, that, that guy was yes. like my childhood hero. <laughs> that guy <laughs> was happy. Yeah, Les. Exactly. But we're talking about now when he has still now. The yeah, yeah. Just just like in the last, and you stand. can't believe yeah. that he's able to take down thirty guys by himself. I don't give like up. Like he did in Fuck. Commando. I, oh my God! Don't bring up Commando. That's one of my. That is one. That's of my what favorite I'm talking movies. about. That, yeah. That, He's and a wrecking crew in that one, but yes, now it's is. like he's got to have 40 guys like in the Expendables. You know what I think we need all need to, you know what we all need to do right now? I think we all need to do a Schwarzenegger impression. Every oh, single one of us. Fuck. Uh, nope. <laughs> Amanda said nope. That's not happening. No, that's not happening. <laughs> how great would it be if Amanda and Justice did a Schwarzenegger impression? I don't think it's gonna happen, but how great would it be? Yeah, you got it. Yeah, this is <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> Less who, who's your guy? It's gotta be Denzel. Okay. He's found ways to do things. He's found ways to extend. And a lot of his movies have a certain, they're, they're still, you know, good. Like Book of Eli was the start of that. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but Eric, which was very Eric good. said it was really good. And I trust Eric's judgment. It's good, man. Yeah. It's Book good. of, Book of Eli is just him. And you're right. Uh, I, I like that about him. It's not him doing a lot of stunts and a lot of activity, but. The choreography. He's got a little belly now. You it, know that. Oh, right? he's punchy as hell. Man. Yeah, he is punchy. Kinda, <laughs> he's wearing like extra long shirts and like. It, it, it kind of like sucks because you think about like if you a lot of these guys you look at their careers and when you look at Denzel's he did Ricochet, which was set in the same universe as Die Hard. Yes, it was. So That's right. Like I remember the that. Black Die Hard. Uh, yeah. I didn't so, know that. Yeah, yeah. It's the same news crew. It's the footage, uh, the actual movie shot on the same, like it looks the same. It has that same feel. Uh, the same exact news crew. He gets interviewed by the same person at mm-hmm. the end that Bruce yep. Willis is. It's character, all connected. That McLean does. I did not know that. Yeah. yeah. Well, check, it, check it out. The guy you, that gets punched? By, yeah, uh, by, yeah, by he's, his wife? I think he's yes. the anchor. Yeah, exactly. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's, yeah. The, same it's the same news crew. crew, the same news, everything. Yeah, I didn't know that. They're That's on awesome. it. Yeah. So, you know, like the Nakatomi thing happens. Yeah, it's called yeah. the harder verse. And then, what? It's called the harder verse. But oh. then you see that Denzel <laughs> totally basically said, okay, I did that. Now I'm just going to go act. And like he went and just act. Well, here's the thing. This is what I wanted to say. He is... An, an action star now, but he can turn it to a dramatic acting performance in yes. a heartbeat. He did yes. this in Equalizer yeah. 2. Mm-hmm. He just went from like level 2 acting to level 20 
and you're sitting there and you're enthralled of what he was doing and you, you get lost in his acting and all of a sudden he dials it back. He's, he's incredible. Well, yeah, no, I mean, a couple years ago he had Equalizer and Fences. Oh yeah, Fences. And yeah. You was watch him movie. whoop ass in Equalizer and then he verbally whooped ass in Fences. Put, yeah. <laughs> that was a rough one. You watch can we just talk a, about Denzel for the rest of the night? We can. Yeah, because yeah, he's... There's, there's <laughs> actually I used to listen a podcast. to podcast yeah. by W. Oh, I know. Bell called I listened to it. Washington is the greatest actor of all time, yeah. period. Yeah. yeah. And I agree. Dude, I, I listened to one episode and like I really wanted to like it, but they didn't talk about the movie at all. And I was so frustrated. Yeah. There, oh, you, and you know what the problem is? Is it fell apart because they ran out of movies because they uh. watched everything. They're like, we've watched all his movies. And I mean, he's, he only makes what, like a movie every couple of years. It's not like he's churning movies out. So, but ultimately, yeah, that's the point about him. If you look at his career, he went ahead and, and started acting almost like Harrison Ford, right? right. Like Harrison Ford did, you he's know, he's a great actor too. Yeah. He's, acting, he's, he's underrated. He's an actually. older he action underrated. guy too. Watch witness. So, oh, yeah. But man. he went on a, that little tangent too, where I'm going to go ahead and act. Yeah. So that just makes me wonder what a guy like Matthew McConaughey is going to do. Well, he's doing Carl's Jr. commercials. Is what he's doing. <sighs> Must he's be fucking singing paycheck. in Carl's. That that pisses me off every time I see it on TV. They're like, good. You really need though. that They're much funny. money, Matthew. You really need. I'm to just sing waiting a for him to have like the super stretched double skin Western bacon. He's trying yeah. to be an old yeah. man actor star himself. It's going to yeah. be amazing. And I I am a big fan of Matthew McConaughey. I think he's a great actor when he wants to be. He just doesn't choose correctly sometimes. See, but yeah. but, but he those commercials. All the other commercials don't make me want a fucking cheeseburger or whatever whatever they're pitching. Yeah. Him, I want a cheeseburger. He describes a fucking cheeseburger really <laughs> fucking well. Do you I'm also like, want to drive a Lincoln too? He has a Lincoln. No, no. You want to put your contacts on and drive a Lincoln with No, some gold those commercials link? are just stupid with him like falling in a pool. Yeah. No, but like the the Carl's Jr. ones, I'm like, all right, I want a burger now. Can we can, uh. <laughs> before we get too far off, since you guys are also fans, can I Ask what's your favorite Denzel movie? Because oh, I don't get to talk about it with anybody, and I really want to know. Wait, really, me. Amanda, you're a Denzel fan? Yeah, she just yes. told you she listens to that podcast. I, no, I'm just saying, like, I think everybody's is, a Denzel you never fan. find too many Denzel, like, wait, time out. Come on. You're a Denzel what? fan, You never find too many Denzel Washington fans? Me? I don't know anybody that doesn't saying, like Denzel yeah. Washington. I'm just saying. Who's, who doesn't who like Denzel? Who the fuck doesn't like I'm Denzel I'm just Washington. saying, you don't see people walking around, you know, hey, Denzel. You know, that's what I'm about. That's I might, me. yeah, I might not walk around with a sign that says Denzel is amazing, but Denzel is amazing. Yeah, I'm sorry. He's the only actor that people call by his first name only. You realize that, right? That's, that's true. It. People just, they don't say Denzel. That's they true. just go Denzel. And that's it. That's like, true. Period. Yeah, that's true. Boom. Denzel. Everyone else is, it's Tom so Hanks. So let me, let me answer Amanda's and we can please, do this in order. Please. Um, Glory is oh. the first time I experienced, actually the first time I experienced him was on St. Elsewhere, if I'm not mistaken. I think he was a, he was on that show. Yeah. He was. Yeah. 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 And then I saw him in Glory and he blew my mind in Glory and that scene. Oh, the scene where he there he, he's getting whipped and that tear comes out of his eye and he still looks so upset they and that anger that. in his face. What's that? It's called the glory tear. Uh, whatever it's called, it was it that was unbelievable. It was remarkable. Go ahead. Uh, nice. For me, I'll jump in right now. Philadelphia. Oh my oh. god! Oh yeah, oh, Philadelphia. Man. That movie now, makes you cry every time I watch it. Be real, Philadelphia is so relevant now because this case is not just about AIDS, is it? So let's talk about what this case is really all about. The general public's hatred, our loathing, our fear of homosexuals. And how that climate of hatred and fear translated into the firing of this particular homosexual. My client. Please have a seat, Mr. Miller. 
In this courtroom, Mr. Miller, justice is blind to matters of race, creed, color, religion, and sexual orientation. With all due respect, Your Honor, we don't live in this courtroom, though, do we? I'm getting goosebumps right now. I just now. got the goosies again. That's two in a row. But you want to talk about two powerhouses tearing it, you know, just ripping it. it yeah. Tom Hanks and Denzel, oh. easily right there. Oh, just those two alone. And Jonathan Demme directed that film. Yeah. Boo, what's your uh, favorite Denzel film? Um, Say Magnificent Seven either. I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Training Day is amazing. Oh, Fences was great. Oh, Flight was great. Oh, Flight out of uh, Man of Fire. I really do love Man of Fire because I think it's a, I think it's a great journey for him. Mm-hmm. You know, from being like alcoholic to being you know down and stuff like that. You wonder who the fuck this guy is. He's just a shitty bodyguard. Then he then he turns and he loves the kid. Then the kid gets kidnapped. Then he's like, all right, well, I'm fucking back. Okay, my friend. It's off to the next life for you. I guarantee you, you won't be lonely. Yeah, that's a great movie. It's like in John Wick when they ask him if he's back, he's like, "Yeah, I'm thinking I'm back." Yeah, yeah. So, uh, probably Man on Fire. Okay, probably Man on Fire. But that's tough between those those uh, those three. That's a tough pick. But Man on Fire is an amazing movie. I love that movie. Plus the way it's shot. And uh, it was it the cinematography yeah. and, and the setting and everything. That movie's underrated, man. It is. A lot of people don't talk about that. Movie. It, is. it is underrated. Yeah. That is an amazing movie. Yeah. How about you, Struthers? I was gonna say Man on Fire, but uh, just to switch it up, I really like Book of Eli. Cursed be the ground for our sake. Both thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for us. We're out of the ground, we were taken for the dust we are. And to the dust we shall return. Okay. I haven't seen that one. That's the one I need to see. Here's the deal, man. It's it's not just the action. Mm-hmm. It's it's a think piece. It's yeah. The, it, it's really cool. It's just the whole thing is neat. It's really good. Great. I gotta see. How about you two? Amanda, what's yours? Flight. I flew the plane inverted. That means upside down. You know, you have any idea what that's like? I do. I uh, heard the black box recordings last night. Oh, you heard? Are you a pilot? No, I'm not. Then you don't know what they're talking about. All right, let's cut to the chase. Just tell me what it is I need to know, Chuck. Flight. It's so good. Literally, like, I want it inscribed on my tombstone that you need to watch that film because it's, I think, one of the best movies ever made as far as acting. Like, have you guys all seen it? I know Boo absolutely. mentioned it, but yes. absolutely. Yes. Okay, so I actually, haven't. You no, haven't I seen to. it? Oh, no, <laughs> I know. Yes, I, I'm the worst. I'm sorry. Yeah. If, if just, I'm not mistaken, uh, is that Robert Zemeckis, Amanda? It is. Yeah. It's Robert Zemeckis. Yeah. yeah. So super freaking. It's got a great uh, supporting cast as well. But basically, yeah, Denzel plays like again, similar to Man on Fire, like a guy that's sort of down in his luck, mm-hmm. um, or at least. Oh. thinks he's got his shit together but he doesn't and right. at the end of the movie like there's this scene at the end of the movie where he really like has that like come to jesus moment and i just like bawling like cannot breathe crying it's oh. so good everyone needs to see it everybody needs to see it i think we're gonna end up talking about denzel the rest of this yeah that's for sure <laughs> all these movies after are popping I get, up after i get justice i asked jess and amanda last weekend when i saw them i asked them um, a question and i want to get your guys take on it they probably don't remember what the hell i'm talking about but Jess, what's what's your what's your favorite Denzel film? You guys took all mine. I really like Man on Fire. I like Training Day. Um, I'm gonna 
say though for nostalgic purposes the first movie i ever saw with him in it was the bone collector and i could just rewatch that movie over and over again he was oh with yeah 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 she plays like a detective and he's like a disabled former cop and he's I just I love that film so much. It's like a mystery, murder mystery. Was he was he in Pelican Brief as well? Yes. And what's yeah, crazy is none of us called out Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, oh, Malcolm X. God, Jiminy like, I'm still getting goosebumps. I, this I, dude I, is a beast, dude. I, I have his IMDb open right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Just Can I just like it. run just, through? Just yeah, run through that. it. Run through yeah. it. So <laughs> got time here. Just rock that. Yeah, th- th- this know. is the Denzel episode. Uh, we have American Gangster uh, inside. Oh my God! Stop right there. Stop right there. American Gangster. Come on, Frank. It's an accident. It wasn't no goddamn accident. Tell he don't feel shit because he coked up all the motherfucking time. He's your driver. Get rid of him. Come on, man. That's your cousin. It ain't shit to me. He don't mean nothing to me. What's he gonna do? Go back home? I don't give a damn what he does. Send his ass home. Hey, 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 hey. On, don't man. rub on that. You block that. You understand? That's alpaca. That's $25,000 alpaca. You block that shit. Right. You don't rub them. Put the club soda on there. Look, I'll send you a sign ass motherfucker. And listen, from now up. on, don't nobody talk to me directly. You understand? You got business with me. You talk to Huey. Huey, you talk to me. You got it? All right. Hell Fucking great. Yeah, well, I'm not done yet. Inside Job. Inside uh, Man. Man, my bad. I'm yes. sorry. Inside Job's a different movie. Uh, <laughs> we have Antoine Fisher. We have John Q. Oh. Trainee Day, remember uh, John Q. John Q. Uh, the Bone Collector. There's a bunch of other shit. Hold on. Crimson Tide, amazing movie. Crimson Tide, Image amazing Jean-Rag, movie. Jean-Rag, yeah. Holy James shit. Gandolfini. That, yeah, that, that movie's submarine. incredible. Remember the Titans. You smiling? Yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Why are you smiling? Because I love football. Football's fun. Fun, sir. Fun, sir. It's fun. Yes. You sure? I think. So. Now you're thinking. First you smile, then you think. You think football is still fun? Uh, yes. Sir? Yes, no. No? Sir, sir, uh, it was fun. Not anymore, though, is it? Is it? No, not by now. No, it's not fun anymore. Not even a little bit. Uh, No. Make up your mind. No, no. Think, since you're thinking now, go on, think. Is it fun? No, sir. No. No, sir. Absolutely not? Zero fun, sir. All right, listen up. I'm Coach Boone. I'm going to tell you all about how much fun you're going to have this season. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, we're not, yeah, we're not done. No, uh, yeah, like you said, Malcolm X was it Philadelphia, ton of other shit. Glory, Elsewhere. yeah, just just incredible stuff, yeah. just incredible. Can you tell me what movie he won his Academy Award for? I can. That's um, Training Day. Can you tell me? What? Oh, and Glory, he and won glory. Training Day. He won a Best Supporting for he won Glory, Supporting, but he won best actor, actor for yeah. And it kind of it kind of sucked that he had to play a villain to get that when he's knocked out so many. Great amazing roles, roles in yeah Dynasty. yeah that's true but that role of alonzo in that movie was just intense and yeah. it goes down in history him, yeah greats. him putting i mean he really was thugged out hood denzel like just mm-hmm. that was alonzo like he was walking around and yeah oh you motherfuckers <laughs> okay all right i'm putting cases on all you bitches Huh? You think you can do this shit? Yay! You think you can do this to me? You motherfuckers will be playing basketball in Pelican Bay when I get finished with you. Oh, so good. That was the good. first rated R movie that I snuck into when I was a kid. Oh my god. 
<laughs> you don't even want to know what the first rated R movie I stuck don't into. It. It's going to age the shit out of it. me. Don't do it because oh I've done a couple God. too. Like old as hell. Too. Holy hell. Don't I won't do even it. say it. To me, me and Struthers probably have the same. Well, what is it? <sighs> yeah, I want to know. The first R rated. <laughs> it's so awful. It's so awful. Uh, I must have been really young. That's all I have to say about this. <laughs> it was uh, The Officer and a Gentleman. <laughs> with Richard Gere and Deborah Webb. Okay. Yeah, Louis Gossett Jr. Yeah, Louis Gossett Jr. And there's like this crazy old oh, like, age oh, wise. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. no, no, no. Y'all, y'all, yeah, it was bad. It was you bad. Basically watching yeah. porn. Yeah. yeah, that was a bad one. <laughs> Struthers, what was yours? Yeah. Do you remember one? So I can feel better. Oh, jeez, dude. I don't know, man. I don't know. It definitely was an officer and a gentleman. But here's the question that I wanted to ask uh, you guys because I asked them and they, I want to see Denzel in a Star Wars film. I think that the only thing that he hasn't done is a superhero science fiction type of film. And I think he's ready for it. Where do you, where would you, how would you? Well, I don't care how you would put him because it's Denzel and he would make it work. I'm just saying I would want to see him on screen. And I think I asked both of you, and I think both of you guys were on board when I asked you. Yeah, but I could only see him as, like, president of the entire galaxy or some, some shit. Where <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, yeah. Like, I was going to say, he'd have to be man. ultimate leadership Ooh, role cool. of some kind. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, that's tough. Okay. How about you, Boo? You, like, <laughs> you want to see uh, Denzel? Uh, yeah, but I would, I would want him... Because it's it's Denzel, but like we just we just gawked over his career and how good of an actor he is. I wouldn't want him to steal. Well, he could steal the show if when he's on scene, but I don't want him to be the center point of a of a movie or something like that. So I, I would like him to be like a like a side character, like he guys said, you know, maybe Chancellor or something like that, where he's not majorly huge, but when he's on screen, you're like, oh shit, well, he's gonna steal the. The, no, the I know, shot, right? yeah, but but, but I, I want him to steal the shot and the scenes that he's in, but not the entire movie. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. So, so that that, that would be my one fear because when you see Denzel, you're like, oh, yeah. oh, fuck, it's Denzel. Well, we'll yeah, talk about yeah, a movie yeah. a little bit later that an actor might do that too. Oh, okay. You know what? <laughs> if he was in a Star Wars movie, I would finally be able to talk to my mom about a new Star Wars movie on opening oh, weekend. <laughs> she loves Denzel. <laughs> go for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, my mom does too, man. I'm, I'm probably mom. gonna get everybody angry at me, but. I think he would do better in Star Trek. Yeah, you need to get out right Ooh. now. Ooh. Mm. No, I'm not mad out. at you. Get out of my house. I would, I would get think out. he would do much better as a captain. <laughs> or an captain, yeah. In Star Trek, fuck and yeah. legit like pitted against the Klingons or the Rom. Yeah, oh, oh hell yeah, Crimson Tide in space. Yes, give no, but see, see, well, with Star Trek, he can be the center point. He can have his own fucking movie, a separate movie. Doesn't have to be in the Enterprise or anything like that. I'd be so down with that. By the way, Patrick Stewart back in Star Trek. Per, yeah, Picard is alive. Picard yeah. is alive. Yeah. Very cool for all the people that are into it. Bless your heart. Well, cool. This was, this was, <laughs> sorry, this I was, didn't mean to mess people up. That, that, was, that, that, so that would be the only thing. Rude. Yeah. No, Wait, did you, watch, did, you, did you watch Discovery, the I new did. series? You know what? I did not watch it, but I've heard nothing but great things about it. So I am not a Trekkie at all. Like, I don't really care for, like, all the old Star Trek. I loved Discovery so much. And uh, the Walking Dead star. She was Sonequa Martin. Yeah, she was fantastic. And Michelle Yeoh, too, right? Yeah. Yes, yes. I heard it's great. And they got renewed for another season, so that's really good. And Mm -hmm. this one that Patrick Stewart's going to be on. It's going to be completely separate from that. It's just going to be yes. in a different universe. So that's that's very cool. 
Wow, this was this was awesome. I think we talked about twenty five minutes about Denzel, and I love it. <laughs> I love it. He, he deserves you know that's a great. ton more. Say that again. Carly? He deserves a ton more. Oh yeah, yeah. He like he has his own. They have a whole podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah, no, and he's not done. He he's he's aging, but he's not horribly aging. So mm-hmm. he's got plenty. Yeah. of mileage left. Absolutely. Yeah. Uncle Denzel is going to be around for a while. You just call him Uncle Denzel. That's the internet memes of him. Oh, okay. In his Adidas suits and stuff. That's oh, yeah. awesome. <laughs> That's great. That is great. Let's talk a little bit about. A trailer Denzel? that came oh. about Denzel again. No, just kidding. <laughs> a little bit about a trailer that came out during San Diego Comic Con, and we haven't talked about it. And it's been in the show notes for the last three weeks. And I'm glad we held it back because I know Amanda is a big fan of this franchise now, as we call it, the Glass Trailer. It's amazing to meet you. It is simply extraordinary. Maybe this will all make sense if I explain who I am. My name is Dr. Ellie Staple. And I'm a psychiatrist. My work concerns a particular type of delusion of grandeur. It's a growing field. I specialize in those individuals who believe they are superheroes. (laughs) Good for you. The three of you have convinced yourselves you have extraordinary gifts like something out of a comic book. David Dunn, the only person to survive that train wreck all those years ago. You believe you are a protector. My name is Patricia. I have no question. There are two dozen identities. I'm Mary Reynolds. Por favor, senora. We almost got you, bro. That live in that body with you. The beast. It's coming any minute now for you guys. But what I am questioning is your belief that you are something more than human. And yet, it is true. My bones break easily. I've had 94 breaks in my life. But you have an extraordinary IQ. This is not a cartoon. This is the real world. No way. And yet, some of us still don't die with bullets. Some of us can still bend steel. I've been waiting for the world to see that we exist. Are you ready? What do we call you, sir? First name, Mr. Last name. So that was the trailer. I want people's reaction. Amanda, I'm going to go to you first because I know you're a big fan of this trailer and I'm all well, a big fan of this franchise. What do you think? How do you how did you like this trailer? I like the trailer, but um it definitely left a lot to be desired. It was pretty Ooh. vague. Um it kind of it didn't obviously didn't give us anything about the plot really. We just kind of saw like where the characters are starting out. I feel like it was um all first act stuff like we didn't see anything from the second or third act of the film right which probably makes sense so it's a Shyamalan movie but uh yeah i'm still super pumped i mean sammy J is my favorite actor of all time so i'll watch anything with him in it <laughs> wow. Samuel L. Jackson, okay Rod. here we go I, we're, you're gonna hate me this shit's about me. to go down y'all <sighs> okay amanda see i'm a fan of samuel jackson are you well hold on are you hold 
on. <laughs> I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. But I think when he's not with M. Night or Tarantino, he becomes a completely different actor. Like his best work has been with Tarantino and M. Night, in my opinion. And Mr. Glass was, he was great in Mr., as Mr. Glass. In every, every Tarantino film, he's unbelievable. But the other films, like I can't think of other movies that he was really good in other than Tarantino films. So? <laughs> so? Exactly. Snakes on a plane. No, it's true. Amazing. No, 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 no. It's, it, I mean, sure. Yeah. He, like he has a range. Yes. Um, are you really complaining that he has a range, though? No, like... no, 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 no. I'm saying that when he's not with those directors, if he doesn't have a decent director, look, let's compare him with Denzel. Denzel can act his way if I directed him in a movie and I've never directed in my life. So he would be amazing in it. If you give Samuel Jackson a script that the writing's not very well, I don't think he's great in it. I don't think he's even good in it. But if you give him the right dialogue, he kills it. Does that make sense? Well, that's true of every actor. Uh, I don't know. I think like Denzel, when have you ever watched Denzel and went, ah, he's mailing it in? I've never once. Okay. So when did Samuel Jackson do it? Uh, Kong. Uh, my Kong, Kong is my King Kong is my go-to because he was so bad in Kong, and it really so, upsets but, me. So was what's his face Brian Cranston in Godzilla? Those aren't movies where you act in them. Like you know, it's not the same as Training Day or something. It's a vastly different kind of film. I totally get what you're saying. I'm not trying to debate you. It's just like no, I think you're, you're asking you're, for a little Amanda, much for him to. Amanda, you're winning the debate. That's why. You're, you're winning this debate. And she's I don't she's like trying it. to end it for you. Please, yeah. please, just, please stop. I'm not trying to debate it because it's not because it's one-sided because I just beat your ass in this debate. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I'll give him a shot in another film, whatever film that is. When I see him as Nick Fury, I'm not that pumped up about it. <laughs> what? Even in oh. uh, Winter Soldier? Yeah, Winter Soldier. He's amazing. Oh, he's great yeah, in yeah, that movie. He was good. He was good. Winter Soldier is a good movie. I saw it again recently. So and by the not, way, here's some yeah. news that's not on the show notes. Samuel Jackson's going to be in the next Spider-Man film. So is uh, Kobe Smolders. So is Kobe Smolders. Yeah, yeah. Agent Hill and Nick Fury, yeah. yes. Okay. You know, Damn pe- time. People yeah. people at me, if you, you know, you're Samuel Jackson fan <laughs> club, go ahead, at me. But okay, I get it, Amanda. I'm going to give him another shot. I am a fan of him. I'm looking at posters in the game room right now, and he's in every movie that I'm looking at because I have a whole Tarantino wall here. Yeah, you you gotta. I think with Sammy, you gotta appreciate the bad as well as the good. Like watch Sphere. Sphere is a movie with great actors in it, like Samuel Jackson and um, Dustin Hoffman and uh, what's her face from Basic Instinct. I can't remember her name. Sharon Stone. Um, Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone. Fucking awful movie. They're all bad in it, but yeah. it like makes it good and it makes it an enjoyable film. You, you just gotta. I think you have to have that wiggle room when it comes to Samuel Jackson because he is very very talented, but he also knows when not to work so hard, I think, and okay. still make the part enjoyable. Okay, great. He's yeah. great. And in a lot of his great in character those, stuff, wallet commercials? where, you know, he, he he's just <laughs> in certain things. He's actually pretty good. So. No, he's really good. I'm not saying he's pretty yeah. good. Even his I'm small he's, stuff, like coming a, to America, he's a great He's a fucking powerhouse, dude. When he's <laughs> when he oh, my God. I totally forgot he was in coming to America. What the fuck That's the start of it right there. Right? Yep. <laughs> Blast a hole in the damn thing, and he's great. I mean, right. oh, yeah, my you, God. You got to. Take it all. <laughs> no, I like him. I'm just saying that yeah. some movies that, you know, I 100% agree. He's a fantastic actor. I'm not taking that away from him at all. And, and, I, and 
we're talking about Glass. I'm very excited to see him in Glass. He's going to kill it. From the trailer, I'll give you my little take on it. Amanda's right. You don't get a lot from this thing, but you do get McAvoy. And I think it was a travesty that McAvoy wasn't nominated for an Academy Award for Split. Because what? What? He was great. You didn't like Split? Uh, it, I love Split. It's a okay. great movie, but like that's not that's not even his best role, let alone like Oscar worthy. I don't. Oh, think. I think. Sorry, I did not mean to cut you off. Oh no, no, it's okay. You can cut me off anytime you want. <laughs> I I thought he was amazing. I really did. I thought he was he was unbelievable. And then seeing him do new because he has new characters that he's playing, I, it just it gets me really excited. I love John Ma- John McAvoy. James James McAvoy. I think he's one of our great actors of our time, and he's underrated as well. So I'm very mm-hmm. excited about this thing. I am. And of course, Bruce Willis is in it. How, how can you go wrong? Yeah, I just think I think Split wasn't wasn't much of a stretch. I think I mean, fucking anybody can can play a female like in that in the way that he did with like the overly high pitched voice and the I don't know. I like his little like, boy. Man, one. It was like Mrs. Doubtfire. It wasn't any better than Mrs. Doubtfire, wow. in my opinion. Amanda's just I think Amanda's just <laughs> going against me tonight. I get it. I get it. I think their recording session earlier yeah. set the tone for I tonight. I think it did. So, I really did. Yeah. She's debating me and she's winning on every debate. She's shooting me down. You know what's hilarious, actually, is that we were joking while we were recording that we were going to be so much better than you guys <laughs> during this podcast. <laughs> and then it ended up like into this whole like Civil War joke. But then by the end of the podcast, we're like, nah, 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 nah. Like, we're going to be cool. Let's be nice. And, and feel brotherly love with you guys but right and that has yeah. not happened i plotted fiction has become uh fiction real quick get, yeah okay all right <laughs> what happened to this like you're our sisters we're your brothers we're cousins <laughs> we're all a big family msw yeah. and all of a sudden you we're all fighting. On, uh, yeah. samuel jackson he went I there know. you went there for your bad opinions yeah, occasionally. That's true. Yeah, that's fine. You can they do took that. a ride with Alonzo in training day. Now yeah, like, right. They're ready to Damn, go. Damn, man. Yeah, the really? low okay. rider with them. Yeah. And switches. And now they're like, what's up, fool? <laughs> Jess, did you see the uh, the Unbreakable and Split? No, I've only seen Unbreakable. And actually, Amanda is the one who like told me about this whole universe. I didn't even realize it was still going. <laughs> so I actually did. I did watch the trailer, but I like don't fully understand what's going on. I like recognize... Mr. Glass, but I well, need to go back and rewatch Unbreakable and now watch Split because I like I don't know what's going on. Right, right. <laughs> but I'm intrigued. You know what's funny is I don't know if M. Night decided halfway into filming Split that he was going to make this into this world because it really had nothing to do with it halfway through until there's like a train scene and they're like, oh, I don't think anybody knew until they saw what they saw at the end of Split because yeah. I know in the theater. I went crazy, and then I called Les, and I yeah, said, and you I have went, to watch it. Too, I didn't yeah. tell him why. I said, you just have to watch it and call me right when you see what's up. Nobody in the theater knew why I was, like, freaking out and until I had to, like, yell it out to everybody. You, <laughs> you know. And Struthers, did you ever see Unbreakable? <sighs> I feel like I did. But I don't know, man. Mm. Probably not. You know, no. Unbreakable is one of my favorite M. Night movies, hands down. I, I love that movie. Amanda, you can tell me I'm I'm an idiot about this, but no, it's okay, super like good. Oh, good. We agree on something. That's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, okay. Probably cool. my favorite of his. Films. Oh my God. So we're back on track. <laughs> this, this is awesome. We're back on track. <laughs> You're back <laughs> in the good graces. I'm getting the Thank good goodness. Graces. Yes. Unbreakable is my favorite M9. And you know what? I like Signs and nobody else like fucking Signs. Oh, Signs is great. I love Signs. Dude. Oh, Dude, I, yeah. that movie Everybody was loves great. Signs. 
Ten. Signs scared the shit out of me okay. as a kid, got, but then later oh, on, like, for this sure. is amazing. Just that alien walking by. I, oh, it's, oh it's I was a, a grown ass suit. man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so was I. Was I a grown ass so man in that movie scared me. Yeah, me like, too. Dun. You're like, oh, oh yeah. fuck. Yeah. Uh, what was and just it staring hey. at the door. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. There's just it's just small things. You're like, holy fuck, this is yeah. dude. I was married to my first wife when that came out, and she's like, hey, why don't you go get some macaroni and cheese out of the pantry? And I'm like. No, <laughs> I'm you not hungry. No, that's how it was with Paranormal Activity. After I saw it, I like got out of my car oh, and I ran. God. I ran inside my house. <laughs> yeah. I'm a grown ass man. I ran inside of my house. No, no, no. no and, and that's the wrong thing to do. You should have stayed in the car. Nothing no, no. bad happened in the car. That's it true. all happened in the that's house. True. That is true. Shit. Yeah. <sighs> all right. Moving on from Glass, we have. Is anybody fans of Sons of Anarchy here? Anybody watch Sons no. of Anarchy? No one to hear. I did. It's a little too close to home. Son, oh, is it really? <laughs> you a <biker>? no. <laughs> He's a son of anarchy. Dude. Okay. Well, rock the vest. Yeah. Well, the Mayans MC is coming out, and that's going to be what I thought was going to be a prequel to Sons of Anarchy, which is completely. I was completely off base. Uh, Kurt Sutter spoke at San Diego Comic Con with a bunch of fans that were in one of the halls or whatever, and he pretty much said, "I won't re- go into this and read this because we're we're not all into it," but. It's definitely not a prequel. It's going to be set three years after the events of Sons of Anarchy and the last episode, which if you're a fan, you know what happened. And it's going to tie in some of the stuff that's in Sons of Anarchy with this, but not the characters, which I was disappointed. But I just want to throw that out there because I know we have listeners that that watch Sons of Anarchy. Les and I were one of the first ones to watch it. Oh, yeah. We spread the good gospel and then everybody else started watching it. It's like, you know, listen to that band when you're, they're like an indie band and then become big. Yeah, they do that free show you guys somewhere. Are, you guys are like Sons of Anarchy hipsters. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we definitely are, but we don't. <laughs> I, I like the show, but just ironically. <laughs> yeah. We're getting beat up. We are getting beat up. <laughs> we are definitely beat up on this one. We're getting jacked up on our own shit. No. One thing I did want to talk about, and we haven't talked about this, like kind of like the Mayans, but this is a little bit more important, a little bit more serious is the James Gunn controversy. So I wanted to talk talk a little James Gunn cuz I know there's a a movement now for the James for James Gunn to come back on and all the actors have taken a stand and people are signing petitions to have him come back on. I wanted to get your guys' take. I think you guys talked about it an episode ago or the episode before if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It was so, the last episode. It was the last episode. Okay. What's your guys' take on this, on this James Gunn controversy? Should he be reinstated? Is his apology that happened 10 years ago or whatever it was years ago, and then the most recent apology, is that enough from the stuff that he said? What is your guys' take? I kind of don't understand why he was hired in the first place if this was already something that was right a thing, to be honest. And then why he didn't delete those tweets then. Mm-hmm. When it was an issue, I don't know. I don't. I don't think he should be reinstated. Um, there's plenty of other talent out there that are probably more than happy to step up to the plate to direct Guardians Three. I just. I feel like this is the wrong hill to die on. <laughs> to... Yeah, I totally agree with Jess. I think. I think this is a really important moment in, especially in relation to Me Too and everything that's happening with that, because now we have someone that has made hugely popular recently fanatical audiences you know have grabbed on his work mm-hmm. and so now we're at the point where like is it 
is it okay? Like, do we give a pass to somebody just because we really, really like the things that they make? And so far, the answer has been no. Um, you know, so far, we've, we've held everybody as much as possible accountable. Um, there's still a lot of people out in Hollywood that don't deserve the work that they're still getting. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, at this point, you just have to say, like, no, we have standards. But Jess is absolutely right. Like, he should have never been hired if that was the stance that they wanted to take. So it's really frustrating that it was only, you know, the targeted harassment of super alt-right weirdos that exposed this and then resulted in him getting fired because that's not the way it should have been handled. It should have been handled by Disney in the first place when they wanted to hire him for exactly. the movie. So it's just a huge, like, weird, gross mess. Yeah, you would think they would have vetted him a little bit more closely yeah. in detail. I think you're right. I think setting the precedent of bringing him back and just tell people that if you're if you're a part of the franchise that makes a shit ton of money, even though they did that with Roseanne, but Roseanne was only about four or five episodes in when they when they and that's their response to all they're doing it to him because they had they did it with Roseanne, so they have to do it with him. That shouldn't be the the marker, but be, hmm. I think what you're what you guys are saying, you guys are dead on. I, and I heard today that they might use the script that he's using still. I heard something else What'd that they're going to rip that up and use something. Is that right? And then uh, Dave Bautista said he's going to ask them to release him. Yeah. The, well, the, a lot of actors are saying that if they don't, <laughs> that ain't gonna happen. he's going to go back to the WWE. Well, I but, mean, really? Yeah, like, come on. Are you, come right. On. Nobody, everybody is kind of grandstanding on this one because. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of gross, too. Like, oh, you know, the open letter that the cast you know, released was like, you know, this is not the person that we know him to be. And this is our friend and blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's like, guys, like you can say that about any abuser or any right you know, harasser. Like everyone has something nice to say about these people. Like, well, I didn't know him to be like that. And I mean, he, he didn't do anything specifically to any person that we know of. It was just really bad jokes about something that shouldn't be joked about. And it just sets that whole environment of like not taking the victim seriously or not believing the victim or just, Oh, he was a nice guy to me once. So I don't believe or stand by any of these accusations. It just sets that whole culture mm -hmm. up still. And I feel we're trying to get away from that, or at least some of us are trying to get away from that because that isn't a culture that protects people in this industry or any industry. And it's mostly women and children that need yep. to be protected from stuff like this. And so that's who, exactly who he was targeting when he was talking about the things he was talking about. But yeah. my question is, well, obviously it's hindsight, but should he have just gotten out in front of it when they first hired him and well, said, listen, guys, his whole thing is he did. He says he did. He came out and apologized about the tweets he made and all this stuff, but he still, made but he the didn't tweets. delete them. He didn't that, delete them. Like, okay, so why would he is, delete is, them? Yeah. Okay. So if he did do that part, he should have deleted them. Yes, too, absolutely. Right? He just didn't clean up. He didn't. Yeah. He just didn't sweep everything up. That's, that's yeah. 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 He just put it under the rug. He didn't put it in the trash. Yeah, that's right. It, it's really sad. No, I'm not, don't get me wrong. He screwed up, but it's really sad because I follow him on Instagram and, and Twitter and to see the joy he had in doing well, not only that, the reason this. why this even came up is because his stance against Trump. Right. So yeah. to see like the Amanda joy. said, the alt-writers, yeah, they are the ones that brought this thing of up. Of course. Yeah. But to see the joy and to see how he really, really embraced being the guy that yeah. helms Guardians of the Galaxy and it was his life. Well, like, I should show people, don't fucking do yeah, stupid it was, shit. Yeah, it was like, you know, every other picture was on the set, behind the scenes, 
hey guys, I'm writing this, and then you just oh no, it's all gone. Like, right. Well, yeah, well, he's going to find work him. again. He's right. He'll be fine. He's yeah. a white guy in Hollywood. Yeah, like. that's true. <laughs> no, not it's only not that, like he's got money in the bank. Yeah. So, true. Yeah. Yeah, white can, guy, Hollywood, that's made billions of dollars. Yeah, because he's company. already put together, I think he had uh, the Belco experiment. Yep. And then, yeah, yeah, he's not. He's fine. Yeah. You're right. And even if he's not fine, I think his bank account's going to be fine for the rest of his yeah, life. He's, <laughs> yeah. All right, let's move on to our next thing. And I think Les wants to talk a little bit about this. I don't know anything about this character. We had Ralph from Cake Boss, and this is one of the characters that he wanted to see next to come out in a film, in a live-action film, and that's Booster Gold. Les, you're familiar with this character. Yes. Yeah, go ahead. Run with this. Uh, Booster Gold, uh, Dan Jurgens created him in 1986. Somebody took notes. Okay. Yeah. He's from it. the future. But in general, I mean, I didn't know that part. I had to take that note. But ultimately, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm kidding, dude. he's from the future, but he's, uh, his whole thing was, is he's all about the glory. So when he first came, when he shows up from the future, he's like, Hey guys, I'm Booster Gold. I just saved 30 people over there. Isn't he a movie star? I know that about uh, him. Yeah. He was like a superior athlete. In the future. Like he's basically like the, the stud of the, of the universe. Right. And he's like, Hey guys, worship me. I'm Booster Gold. And he was always like, doing things and then when he came to the past he suffered a lot of like real actual like setbacks and failures and you know obviously superman and batman had to grab him by the collar and like you know go hey you're screwing up here what are you trying to do what are you really about um one thing i do remember from him is he showed up in smallville he did didn't he back in the day when i watched smallville but uh as far as nathan fillion trying to be booster gold is that what we're going yeah, I guess he talked about it at Comic-Con, San Diego Comic-Con. You want to read that? Sure. Les, I appreciate that. Uh, That's great. Sitting down with comicbook.com's Brandon Davis during SDCC, Nathan Fillion opened up about Booster Gold, and while he isn't actively campaigning, which is probably a lie, allegedly. He's lying. <laughs> he does think he'd be great at it. Here's the quote. I heard that. He's a great character. Am I vying for the role? And do I want an internet thing to go crazy? No, I don't want that to happen. Do Bullshit. I think it's a great role? Yes. Would I do an amazing job? I like to think that I would. I like to think that I. I like to think that I would. I <laughs> Not that easy, that uh, is it, Les? No, Not he, that he, easy, he, Les. Huh? I like to, to think that I would. I like to think that I would. Is he really repeating that shit, dude? Ooh, no, Jesus no, Rush is fucking with. He's making you sound <laughs> look stupid. Yeah, he's you know a great why, character. Boo? He's such a doofus. I could do that. Let me tell you why, Boo, and let me tell everybody here why. <laughs> oh, really? Because today I said, "Hey, do you want to do the Booster Gold segment, Les?" Today on, on the podcast, and he goes. Uh, yeah, why? Because you're tired of butchering the fucking stuff? <laughs> That's you what he said. You guys are reading so, what I'm reading right now. There is, I would like to no, think that right. I would. So here's, I like to think that I would. Okay. I like to think I would. Okay. When really? you're reading quotes, you're it's reading extremely it from, hard. It's extremely hard because you're reading actual quotes. It's not as easy. So I'm glad we did this little practice. Oh, it's not I appreciate practice, that, man. Les. It's perfect. Yeah. That's what perfect. it is. Uh -huh. It's perfect. <laughs> Do you think Fillion... <laughs> can actually it, i'm just gonna say this and people are gonna go oh god they're gonna start groaning but this quote is him to me it's kate six from destiny who's basically booster gold who from the, the game destiny the character is <laughs> legitimately <laughs> just straight out like hey guys i'm here i'm great you like me you just, should like me everybody come with shit. me you should like me this is awesome you know he's like really tries to be charming he's got Dad jokes that are terrible. Oh, I love dad jokes. Like he's just he grinds on you, but he's jokes. charming enough. It's 
he's got a cult following and Nathan Fillion is that guy. Like mm-hmm. him from his role in Serenity as Captain Malcolm, you know, he's been that guy like just he's done all these things where people are like he has such a cult following. So this I think he would work in it. I just don't know if he's going to work out. Okay. That you know what I mean? Like actually get into physical shape because Booster Gold's a big dude and he's too old. That too, yeah. He that's he a bit of a. He doesn't. He's aging. He does. Booster Gold yeah. is a is a young, a, yeah, a young, young good looking guy. You know, the athlete, the movie star. You know, somebody you're like. He's basically yeah. Brett Favre. Moving on to a couple other things before we get into our last segment, which is the. Oh, I named it something else. I didn't even name it the flash round. There's something else, and I'll tell you what it is in a second. All right, just a quick shout out to our boy Stephen from Mississippi. I think it was Mississippi, not Alabama. I think it's Mississippi. Who our other boy Haas actually met this weekend, and he told Haas that he listens to Sith List and he's a fan, and we really appreciate it. Coolest news in the world. Haas called me and said, "Hey, you got a boy from Mississippi listening to the Sith List, and uh, he really enjoys it." So I wanted to do a shout out to Stephen Mississippi. You're the man. We really appreciate you listening. Oh, that's awesome, man. Good to get some uh, Southern hospitality that's out there. right. Yeah. Send, so, in a, uh, send in a voicemail yeah, or send an a email. voicemail, Stephen, or send an email. We'd love to hear from you. So, appreciate it, man. And th- Haas, thank you, by the way, for uh, letting me know. You made my night. Yeah. And then I went out it. and got drunk. Yeah. He's the ambassador. Let's talk about this Joker movie. We've been talking every week about this Joker movie, and it seems like this Joker movie is getting more steam and more steam because they have picked another great actor. If you're a fan of the show Glow, which is on Netflix, you'll be pleased to find out that Mark Marin himself announced that he has signed on to be involved with the much-anticipated and polarizing project about the clown prince of Gotham, The Joker. Here's what he said on his podcast regarding the project and working with his idol, Robert De Niro. How long have I been thinking about that? Most of my life. So given that the time that we live in does not put a lot of resources into films like The Deer Hunter or even, I would say, Raging Bull or certainly not Taxi Driver, but probably not even Goodfellas, really, at this juncture in history. So given that this is the timing and this is where it's at once given the opportunity that it was going to happen, that I got this gig and I'm going to do a couple of scenes maybe with Robert De Niro and Joaquin Phoenix, the next in line of succession in great actors, fuck yes, I'm going to do it. Of course, I'm going to do that. Hopefully, it will make the cut. And honestly, it's a pretty great script. I put polarizing on the show notes because every person that we've had on this podcast, we've had different reactions. So I want to ask our two guests what they think about this Joker film. Is this a good idea to do a Martin Scorsese, Todd Phillips written and directed, Scorsese produced, Joaquin Phoenix, Robert De Niro, Zazie Beetz, Mark Marin? $55 $55 million indie film about the Joker. What do you say, Amanda Ward? I was going to say, I don't even know what you're talking about because I couldn't care uh, any less about, <laughs> about this project. I don't even know they're making yeah. another another Joker film. So. <laughs> yeah. So they're making, cool. a jo- they're making a Joker film that has nothing to do with what we know with the Justice League. It's a separate film about the origin of the Joker and Scorsese is going to produce it. Todd Phillips mm. is going to write it. De Niro is going to be in it. And Joaquin Phoenix. Sounds Joaquin really, Phoenix. really dumb. Uh, like, why would anyone want that? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> like we said, was that Eric? <laughs> it was. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, why? I, the whole <clears throat> the whole draw of comic book characters and comic book 
movies is that they're not Scorsese films. Like, what? I'm so confused. But at least this one is going to be pretty much like an indie version of Scorsese because it's only $55 million budget, which is absolutely nothing. There's no such thing as indie Scorsese though, because even if Scorsese spends two hundred million on a movie, it still looks like an indie movie. He does it. He he doesn't make big budget films that look like big budget films. You know what I mean? Like, no, I agree with that. Yeah, there might be a lot of extras, a lot of costumes and shit, but that, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't. That means a lot. Uh, (laughs) I'll shut up now. (laughs) (laughs) Jess, what do you think about this Joker film? I have Joker fatigue. <laughs> so, again, I also don't care. And it just sounds weird. This whole, it just all sounds weird. Joaquin Phoenix, Robert De Niro, what? And then Martin Scorsese just like really makes it weird. I don't, I probably won't see it. Um, okay. I, I, I will happily watch the outside, watch the trash fire. I might be, I might be, the, I might be the only one in the theater for this fucking film. I think I'll, I'll be there. The only you. reason I said polarizing, I'm the only one every week that says this is going to be <laughs> awesome. This is going to be great. I, I'm going to see it. You're going to see it? Absolutely. I appreciate yeah. it, man. But that's just because you're such a Scorsese fan. Yeah, I love Scorsese. You're a major fanboy. Fan, so I am. Yeah, you really. That's your. He's, he's your jam, dude. So he is my jam. All right. Well, there goes that. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think about Batwoman? This week, Variety reported that Ruby Rose has been casted as Batwoman. The CW is currently developing a series based around the character whose real name is Kate Kane. Armed with a passion for social justice and a flair of speaking her mind, she soars onto the streets of Gotham as Batwoman, an out lesbian and highly trained street fighter primed to snuff out the failing city's criminal resurgence. But don't call her a hero yet. In a city desperate, this is a whole fucking thing. In a city desperate for a savior, Kate must overcome her own demons before embracing the call to be Gotham's symbol of hope. The reason I want to talk about this is this is the first LGBTQI, I think is, is another letter. Am I correct on this? LGBTQI? Yes. Okay, thank you. Female superhero to be on television. Nope. Absolutely That's not. Correct. That's absolutely right. <laughs> it's not. So, no, no, no. This they... is the second. Thanks, Jess. Black Lightning. That's what I was going to uh, say. Yeah, the daughter. Mm-hmm. She's a superhero. Yes, she develops powers in the first season of Black Lightning, and she's Thunder and Lightning? I no. forget. That's okay. exactly what they are. He's Black, right. he's yeah. Lightning, and she's Thunder. Okay, so. well, how about this? Let me try to make this even more important. Ruby Rose is a pretty big actress. I mean, she's not an A-level actress, but she's been in big films. Recognizable. She is, she is from the LGBTQI community. Yes. How important is this for people to see on television, on the CW? CW shows are popular. I don't watch any of them, but they are pretty popular. I know people want us to always talk about the CW. So what do you guys think about this? Is this a really great, huge step forward? Or or is it just like, okay, you know, good for CW to step up, but, you know, let's uh, let's go from there. Jess, what do you think well, about this? Since you corrected well, me on this. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, it's okay. I'm having a great time. Um, I watched Black tonight. Lightning, so I was like, oh, I've been seeing the, oh, the that's first cool. Les has been watching it go around. So oh, that's I love um that show. Black Lightning. I know. I do too. I'm not like a huge fan of this the way the CW shows look though. Like I do like Black Lightning, but I just like I uh, can't quite get I don't know. That's like the only CW show that I watch. I don't even does that even count as a CW show? 
Um, um, apparently, it's set sure. aside from the Arrowverse. I mean, the CW verse. Yeah, it's not okay. in the same. You can call it the Arrowverse. Yeah, because it's not in the Flash or it's, Legend yeah. of Tomorrow or Supergirl. None of that. Ooh. But I yeah. think okay. they're developing a way to bring it. But into... this Batwoman will be in the Arrowverse. Yeah, she's, she's going to be. She's going to be. First, her first appearance is going to be in a Which, in a mashup. Something else happened where they ended up confirming that Batman does exist mm-hmm. in God. the CW verse. Yeah. So okay. Okay, that's cool. Well, on representation front, it's huge that an actual uh, LGBTQI actress is playing a character from that same identity. Um, Because a lot of times you get straight actors playing queer characters and there's plenty of plenty of talent out there. (laughs) You don't have to do that. So that's I think on a representation front, it's huge. And if this is going to be on network television and she's headlining the show that's another huge step i believe yeah um, huge I feel, yeah so i'm excited on that front i probably will not watch it just because i'm not like i said i'm not super into the cw shows i freaking hate arrow so much <laughs> sorry if i'm alienating some of your listeners <laughs> no, no 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 that's um, okay and i just like have no interest in that but i mean i'll wait and i'll see what people say they say it's good. I hope it's good. I want it to be good. But. Uh, let me ask you a really quite a real quick question about Arrow. Is it something that you hate because you watched the first season and then you were like, "Fuck this, it's getting yeah. bad." Okay. Got yeah, it. I watched the whole first season, like hoping for it to get better, and I invested. I don't know, how many episodes are in the season? Like, I invested a lot of time. I tried <laughs> watching The Flash too, and I just I watched the whole first season of The Flash, and I was like, "Ugh, I can't." <laughs> no, I hear you. Just brings up a good point. I mean, it's a really huge thing that we have a queer actor playing a queer character. That's really exciting. Um, exciting that's a woman. However, it's on television and worse, it's on the CW, which means, in my opinion, it doesn't really mean a whole lot. Like I'd look <laughs> at a show like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., for example, where it has a lot of representation going on and that doesn't it hasn't really affected the larger universe of the MCU. And so I don't mm-hmm. think, especially because um, DC has a separate universe for the television shows. So that representation to me still feels like a, like a backseat sort of like a here, have your stuff and stop bitching at us kind of move. So that kind of makes me bummed about it, that it's on TV. Right. Yeah. And those CW shows are just trash. So I don't, <laughs> I'm not going to watch it either. Unfortunately, <laughs> I'm not a DC fan. So it's not even like enticing me in any way, shape, or form, which is a bummer. But like Jess said, if someone says it's good, then, well, if someone credible says it's good, yeah. then, um, well, I'll probably check it out. But <laughs> not like if I said it was good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but I'm not a huge Ruby Rose fan, to tell you the truth. I mean, I don't like anything that she's been in. Neither am I. I'm not a huge fan yeah. of her. But I think that this is a cool thing for CW to step up. At least somebody's doing something. But I'm not a fan of Ruby Rose. I can tell you right now. Yeah, I can't. I'll be honest. I can't. Orange is the New Black. I didn't like her character. I can't stand her. Didn't like her character yeah. in John Wick 2. No, uh, and, and I have nothing against the representation. Oh, no, I know you stuff, don't. But I, at Ruby Rose herself. Yeah. Even watching her in John Wick 2, I'm like, why is she here? Yeah, like, it just seems forced black. I'm like, with her. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's just, I mean, I'm sure they could have found someone else, but Ruby Rose, I think because she is recognizable, this helps also as far as launching and getting it out there. So good for them to step up in the first place. Great for them to step up, but yeah. I can't dig her. I just don't. All right. I think it's time to play our new game. We usually call it the flash round. 
but we're calling it the Sithly Six. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know. I made it up. So Amanda and Jess are going to play kind of like the flash round, but they're going to, I got their answers. Kind of, we did this last week with, with uh, Kate and Matt, but we did the actual flash round. But these questions are specifically Star Wars related. And I got their answers on what they thought the other would say. I am going to start with Jess first, and I'm going to get her answers first, and then we're going to go with that. And then we're going to write them down. Les, you're keeping score? That's the idea. Okay. Les is keeping score. We're going to see who gets the first ever championship trophy. <laughs> Sithly six. I can't even say it. All right. Number one. Jess, who is your favorite Star Wars character of all time? This is mine, right? Not Amanda. I'm not yeah, thinking Yeah, yeah. don't I mean, say okay. Amanda. Say yours. Okay. Mine, Ahsoka. Okay. Second one, Solo or Rogue One? Rogue One. If you were to be best friends with a Star Wars character, who would it be? Obi-Wan. <laughs> would, would you want a lightsaber, color of your choice, or a kick-ass blaster? A red lightsaber. I know it's weird that I'm friends with Obi-Wan. A red lightsaber, but... <laughs> yeah, that's life. true. That's okay. It works. All right. If you had a choice to bring a Star Wars canon novel to the big screen, which one would it be? Bloodline. Me too. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh. Wait. Yeah, Bloodline. I was going to say Lost Stars, but I, don't, I think... Oh. I love Lost Stars. I love Lost Stars too. No, Bloodline. Okay, there's Bloodline. already a lot of... Yeah. There's already a lot of stuff in Lost Stars that's on screen. Yes, that's true. And last but not least, if you had a choice of a Star Wars character to be a guest on Rebel Girl, who would it be? Uh, you sent me these questions and I forgot to think about what I wanted for my answers. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... I think I would want Maz Kanata. Maz Kanata. Okay. All right. Uh, All right. Here we go. I'm going to give you Amanda's answers to what she thought you would say to these questions. And we're going to tally these Damn up. Damn it, Jess. Sorry. Oh, it doesn't, sound good. It doesn't sound good. Number one, the question was, who is your favorite Star Wars character of all time? Jess said, Les, what'd she say? Ahsoka. And Amanda's put Han Solo. Oh, that was uh, yeah. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rogue One. Yeah, that was my bad. No, they're very okay. closely tied. Like it's either you can't go wrong with either one. Really, you can't I go know. wrong. Solo or Rogue One? Just said Rogue One. And Amanda said Rogue One. Plus one for Amanda. <laughs> yeah. If you were to be best friends with a Star Wars character, who would it be? Jess said. Obi-Wan Kenobi. And Amanda said. Asajj Ventress. But also. Uh-oh. Cathar. Cat people. Any Cathar. <laughs> any, any, any Cathar? Is that what you said? Yeah. There's a species that are like cat people. <laughs> oh, okay. And by the way, today is cat, cat person day or cat pet day or something. International right? cat day. <laughs> International cat day. Yeah, I thought of you, Jess. I thought, oh, she's probably really stoked all day. Uh, smile on your face about thinking it. about cats. Oh, my God. <laughs> Number four, would you want a lightsaber, color of your choice, or a kick-ass blaster? Jess said. Red lightsaber. And she said lightsaber. So ding, 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 ding. Plus two for Amanda. You're at 50% right now. It's all good. Number five. It's still an F. Out of the four. Out of the four, she's at 50%. Yes, too. Yeah. Four. Number five. If you had a choice to bring a Star Wars canon novel to the big screen, which one would it be? Jess said. Bloodline. And Amanda thought she would say Lost Stars. 
Yeah, it was close. Yeah, I hear you. I thought you'd want to see those sex scenes on the big. Oh screen. my god! <laughs> there you go. There you go. The first yeah, R-rated. <laughs> the first R-rated Star Wars film, Lost Stars. <laughs> I wonder if that's why I like Lost Stars so much. I totally forgot about those sex scenes. Probably. It's a very racy. It is very racy. This is a good book. Number six. If you had a choice of a Star Wars character to be a guest on Rebel Girl, who would it be? Jess said. Maz Kanata. And Amanda said. Leia. Yeah. So we got two out of six. <laughs> but that doesn't mean you lose because we're yeah, going to get yeah, Amanda's. It <laughs> pretty much means you lose. But Amanda is going to answer these questions right now. And I, I feel have... bad for Jess. Mine would be really hard to guess. Ooh, okay. Yeah, it was hard. I like how Jess on one of them put, put gave me two answers. Like it, it would fly <laughs> on the especially the first one. <laughs> let's see if let's see if Amanda gives either of those answers. Okay, Amanda, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Who is your favorite Star Wars character of all time? Anakin Skywalker. Number two, Solo or Rogue One? Rogue One. Number three, if you were to be best friends with a Star Wars character, who would it be? Obviously, Padme. Obviously. Four, would you, would you want a lightsaber, color of your choice, or a kick-ass blaster? A kick-ass blaster. Nice, me too. If you had a choice to bring Star Wars canon novel to the big screen, which one would it be? Catalyst. Ooh, she's going off left field on that one. Okay. <laughs> All right. Number six, if you had a choice of Star Wars character to be a guest on Rebel Girl, who would it be? I would want... Sorry, I didn't think about these beforehand. Yeah, I needed um, uh, Jess, by the way. <laughs> Me either. I, gosh, let's just... I would want Bail Organa. Bail Organa? Interesting. Yeah. Okay, that is interesting. Like a right, good that's a good one. Chat. That's okay. a really good one. That's a, that is a really good one. So let's give the answers and let's see how you did. I sound like a game show host right now. Kind of, yeah, kind of you, like it. I job. definitely lost. <laughs> <laughs> here we go who is your favorite Star Wars character Amanda said Anakin Skywalker and well Jess gave me two answers but I'll take one she gave me Anakin or Padme so we'll we'll give her nice. we'll give her one plus one number Very two good. Solo or Rogue One Amanda said Rogue One and Jess said Rogue One number yeah. three if you were to be best friends with a Star Wars character who would it be Amanda said Padme and just said Finn. Dude, I couldn't be best friends with my boyfriend. Come on. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, number four. Would you want a lightsaber, color of your choice, or a kick-ass blaster? Amanda said. Blaster. Just said lightsaber, possibly a blue one. I had no idea how to answer she, that one. She even, gave colors. <laughs> she even gave a color, which was very nice of you, Jess. Number five. If you had a choice to be a, bring a Star Wars canon novel into a big screen, which one would it be? Amanda said. Catalyst. And just said Bloodline. And number yeah, six. That's also true. Number six, I thought you would say this too. So Jess, I'm on board with you on this one, especially after <laughs> this podcast. If you had a choice of a Star Wars character to be a guest host on Rebel Girl, who would it be? Just uh, Amanda said. Bail Organa. And Jess thought you would say Mace Windu. This party's over. Dude, I almost did, but <laughs> so how many? But I'm did... thinking about I'm thinking about the content for the people, you know, and right, I think it'd right. be a much more interesting content. discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Mace at the bail, I get it. <laughs> they both got two right. 
Oh, it's a tie. That's even better. See, there's straight harmony in Rebel Girl. Yeah, the fact they don't know each other. Harmony. Yeah. Yeah. It's great that you couldn't even get fifty percent, but that's okay. That's okay. Questions were whack. I quit. Whoa! I'm with the mic down again. I'm off the show. It all comes back to me again. All right, I get it. This is the shit on a rise podcast. Feisty on me, yeah. (laughs) Girls, thank you very, very much for doing that. That was awesome that you guys did that, and thank you so much for being on this podcast. I appreciate everything you guys do on Rebel Girl. And can you please tell people where they can find you, listen to you? even on Twitter and all that great stuff. You can find our podcast, Rebel Girl, at MSW Rebel Girl. That is girl with three R's. And you can find me on Twitter at Real Amanda Wart. You can find me uh, on Twitter at Space Chess with technically five S's, if you include the S in space. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Check it out on five S's. And they have a Patreon. Sign up. Oh, yeah. I, I'm very excited oh. about your Patreon. I just signed up today, and I can't wait to get all the extra amazing content. So definitely sign up, please, people. Also, Mr. Struthers, where can people find you? Check me out on The Bad Motivators. We drop new episodes every Wednesday. We are a Star Wars podcast that sometimes talks about Star Wars. Sometimes. And you can find us, obviously, at The Sith List, and we've talked about where else we can find us. And we really appreciate you guys listening and I think we've been doing this for two years now, right? If we're at 105 and we haven't missed a week. Last week was two years. Yeah. Last year, well, I'm glad we forgot about it. So <laughs> thank you, everybody, for listening for two years to the Sith List. And, yeah, we apologize. <laughs> <laughs> we will catch you next week on episode number 106 of the Sith List. The Magnificent Seven. Ring, ring, 7 a.m. Move yourself to go again. Cold water in the face brings you back to this awful place. Knuckle merchants and your bankers too. Let's get up and learn those rules. When the man and the crazy chief, one says sun and one says sea. AM and FM, the PM too. Turning out that boogaloo. Gets you up and I guess you out. But how long can you keep it up? Give me Honda, keep me sonic. So cheap and we're falling. Hong Kong dollar, Indian cents, English pounds and Eskimo pence.
Get back to work and sweat some more The sun will sink and we'll get out the door It's no good for man to work in cages Hit the town, he drinks his wages Your friend, your sweat But did you notice you ain't getting Your friend, your sweat But did you notice not getting anywhere Don't you ever stop long enough to start Take your car out of that gear Don't you ever stop long enough to start Get your car out of that gear Call the marks, a fire and endless Came to the checkout at the 7-Eleven But he has sense and knows Lenin and necessary events. What do we got? Yeah. What do we got? Yeah. What do we got? Magnificent. What do we got? Meet the king and the happened dandy. Went to the park to check on the game. But they was murdered by the other team. Went on to win 15 nil. You can be true. You can be false, you'll be given the same reward Socrates, a millhouse Dixon Both went the same way through the kitchen Plato the Greek, or in Tin Tin Who's more famous is a billion million Who's black? Vacuum cleaner sucks up budgie Love, isn't it?